Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Good morning. Welcome to 30 Minute Reviews on a very, very windy, uh, what's it called? Some call it. Okay, that's a weird noise. Um, well, either way, we're gonna have to just deal with that. There is debris all over the place, and it's not great all around. But here we are anyway, because we have to go to work regardless. And we're here to talk about uh, Peacemaker, the final episode. Which means I'm going to need to find something to do to keep my weeks straight. Um, because it is 100% dependent on this motherfucker going way too slow. And being, oh, fuck me. Asshole. Um, now I'm going to stop on a school bus. But this entire, my, my week is kind of set by, you know, the show's coming out on Wednesday and Thursday. Like, okay, it is... Like, that was my big thing this week, was that I forgot what day of the week it was, because Book of Boba Fett ended last weekend for, you know, like, for lack of a better use of that show, it certainly wasn't for its narrative cohesiveness or anything like that, like, Book of Boba Fett did keep track of, yes, it is in fact Wednesday, so there will be a new episode of the TV show. Um, so, Peacemaker was more entertaining at least. By a substantial margin, too. Like, it was fun to watch and and all of that. So, this episode had a lot going on in it. Um, And I think that we should just, you know, rip the band-aid off and address the the big cameos at the end. Uh, Number one, Amanda Waller comes back for the second time in this show. Um, Once again, Viola Davis reprising. Um, And I think that there is a wider implication for her cameo. Um, the Justice League also shows up, and I think that that's probably the, like, it's a joke that I've seen done in other things, I feel like, but it will never cease to not make me laugh. The idea that we have this ragtag group of people who are like, we are, like, we found a problem, we're going to do it to help, we're going to help, and then we're going to do this, um, and then they get to, like, they go and do everything, because the heroes won't help them. And then after they're the, after they're done doing what needs to be done, then the heroes all show up and it's like we are here, we are here to help. And it's like, well, okay, like where were you when this all started? Like we, we needed your help before, and it would you would have it would have been way more helpful back then, but you didn't, you know, you didn't help us then. So like everything like that, like that kind of joke will always get me. And then on top of it, to not just do that. But to also have um, this idea that now the Justice League isn't just a loose association of people um, who are there to try and, um, what's it called, who are there to um, 
like, you know, united for one mission, it has this feeling that, like, this is a team that is there to, to do that. And then, on top of that, you know, the, the, the exchange between Aquaman and the Flash is just great. It's, it's, it like, um, there's this running joke that runs throughout the entire show that I really love about how anytime someone brings up another hero to Peacemaker, he feels the need to point out some weird fetish they have, um, to be like, I'm cooler than them because I don't do this. It's like, uh, for, in this episode, he talks about, you know, Green Arrow, um, because someone points out, oh, like the Green Arrow, which I think it's cool that they acknowledge there is a Green Arrow in this world. Um, either that, or they're just referring to Arrow the TV show, and it's just like, even funnier, but he goes, no, nah, I'm, I'm cooler than that guy, he goes to Brony Conventions, uh, dressed in the back half of Twilight smark, uh, Sparkle, with a four-inch hole cut in his asshole, and I'm like, it is so funny, every time they do that, where it's like, Superman likes to eat shit, and then it's like, uh, Wonder Woman was sitting there eye-fucking him across the room, and of course, the old standby that we've been hearing for centuries, or at least as long as Aquaman's been around, Aquaman likes to fuck fish. Like, it's not an, it's, it's an old joke, but it's just, it's so refreshing that DC is doing that. And what the show kind of feels like is a live-action version of the Harley Quinn show, in terms of, like, cadence and, and like, the comedy mixed with the action. Um, and it works very well in both cases. So, it is very, like, wow, you waited until the last possible second, motherfucker. Um... So I think it's a it's an interesting kind of way to look at it, where um, it, it works so well um, consistently to mix comedy with action, um, if it's done well with good comedy. Um, and I, I think that like bringing in the Justice League for that, it, bringing in the Justice League for that is such a great use of the team that, I think that it, it makes, it makes a lot of sense, um, like, broadly, what else was there that I wanted to address, um, yeah, the ending, I mean, like, obviously they defeat the cow, and they defeat the, what's it called, they defeat the, um, all the, you know, all the butterflies and all of that, obviously all of that happens, um, as to be expected, but the, the thing for me, is he? I I think that the idea of, of doing what they did to Task Force X is interesting, and and to me, for DC, it's about as big as what they did in the Winter Soldier to Shield. Because up until this point, the biggest extra governmental agency in DC films has been Argus. And, and, and going after Amanda Waller and shutting down Task Force X pending investigations makes a lot of sense. Because it's like, it is, if you think about it, it is majorly fucked up. Like, the entire premise behind it is, is, is kind of fucked up. And it's kind of a byproduct of the age it came from. But it's still such a, a strange thing. Um, and, and on top of that, it's like, you know, the idea that now we're becoming more, um, like, humane... In, in how we treat prisoners, it would make sense that they're like, well, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna look into this a little bit and be like, hey, that's a little weird to put them in harm's way 
at, and if they do it, and if they go out and 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 be basically heroes and, and say and and commit, and, well, I mean, you know, in some cases, but like, you know, if they go out and do black ops missions for the government, we'll take time off their sentences. Like, okay, that you know, that's something that you know, it makes for a good comic book, but in live action, you look at these people, it's kind of like, oh, that's weird. Like, it's a strange thing to try and reconcile. Um, so it makes sense that, like, in this world now, it'd be like, look, we have to, you know, investigate this. Like, this is not how we treat people. Even if they are people who attempt to kill Superman with a kryptonite bullet, or if they are, you know, the world's greatest marksman, an assassin, or, you know, a woman who has a sword that can capture the souls of its victims, and, you know, all of these things. I mean, maybe Slipknot, because apparently Slipknot was a pedophile. But he didn't really get a story. But, you know, whatever. Um, there's definitely something there to, to look at. And that's an interesting thing they can do going forward. Um, I think that the, you know, it is interesting that they didn't kill Harcourt. I think it would have been cool if they did Peacemaker Kills the Justice League. That would have been my idea for season two. Um... But I, I don't think they're going to go that route. Um, he's going to be dealing with... You know, I like the idea that he, he's going to have to deal with the ghost of his father. Um, I, I, I really am I'm, I'm a big proponent of those storylines where we have a character who we, the audience, know is dead. But they keep showing up to, you know, haunt and, um, the, uh, the person who left them behind or killed them or, or whatever we want to call it in this week. Uh, I think that's a really fun tool to play with, and it allows you to really explore the trauma of characters. So looking forward to that in Season 2. I, I really like that, because that's the thing is, like, we get kind of the black and white morality of, oh, he's evil, he's a racist. Like, that's pretty straightforward in, um, what's it called? That's pretty straightforward in this show. Like, they don't need to go too much deeper than that. But to be like, I, I can't stand when police do that. But like to to do that in the in the context of the show, and then to be like, oh, he's a he's also a dad, and his his time as you know Christopher's father, and what he did as Christopher's father to turn Christopher into who he is now is kind of important. So this is an, an, an like kind of a vehicle to explore backstory in an interesting way that could be fun to watch. Um, what else is there? Um, the action sequence when they decide to invade the, uh, the, the barn where the cow is, um, is, is so well done. Um, and it's really interesting and fun. And then on top of that, couple it with the music, with the theme music, um, for the action sequence. It is very cool. I'm a big fan, like, it's one of those things that goes back to watching cartoons as a kid, where it's like, if they start playing the, the theme music over an action sequence, you got me. You, you have me at, like, this is great, and it's like, it, is, it, it just adds so much more to it, uh, to the action sequence. It's like, you know, I mean, it goes back to being a kid who watched Power Rangers. Um, so, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's cool when that happens. Uh, it makes for an interesting action sequence. What else was there? Um, Mitchell and 
had a few good moments too. I think the cold open was less, you know, was probably my least favorite cold open of the show. Probably the best was the one where um, he's in the in the classroom doing career day. That's probably the best cold open out of all of them. Um, but this one was definitely the weakest. With them just making fart noises at Adebayo, um, which I guess I have a right to because Adebayo did do some wrong things, and I think she has the strongest character arc of anyone in the show. It is, like, it's called Peacemaker, and what John Cena does as Christopher Smith is the focal point of the show, but I think the character who has the most complete character arc out of all of them is probably Adebayo, the one who changes the most, and, and kind of, you know, the show fulcrums around. I think it's really interesting that that was a decision they went with. Um, I know people are going to complain about the finale for getting too preachy because it's like they they definitely take some pot shots at um what's it called at you know it, the entire you know premise of why the butterflies are doing what they're doing is climate change because it's like look we we destroyed our planet and then we took refuge on your planet because you know while we couldn't eat your food the environment was still hospitable to uh, to our people, and we were still able to, um, you know, we were still able to do that, um, and, in, in, in we, we saw that you guys are making the same mistakes we were, so we were convinced to not let that happen, um, and it's like, it's an interesting motivation, it would have been more interesting to have overlaid throughout the entire episode, rather than just rammed all at once in the in the last episode during an exposition dump about why the butterflies are doing what they're doing um and it, it's it, I think that's a, a, a bit of a, a mistake if there is a mistake to be had in the show is that should, that should have been spread out a little bit better rather than just all at once right at the end and I think it's similar to like Loki had that too where it's like the I like Loki's finale is one giant exposition dump to set up season two, and it's like it's kind of like that where it's like, well, here's why we did what we did. Are you gonna side with us and help, or are you not gonna side with us and help? And ultimately, he doesn't side with them to help, but he doesn't kill Goth. Um, so he kind of, you know, does the right thing ish, and he. Um, and I like the idea that they just, like, why was Judo Master working for the Butterflies? And without being a Butterfly, he just believed in them. He believed in their cause, and he was willing to do what he did because of that. And then him go like, that shot at the end of him going to the, you know, going to the, where, where everything took place, the barn, and just crying over the, you know, the, the bodies, it, it's... It's so great because I don't know if he's crying over the fact that, like, oh, my God, what I did caused all of this. Because, like, Judo Master doesn't come off as, like, a bad guy. Like, he's a bad guy, but he doesn't come off like a bad person. And if he's just doing this because he believes in what he did, then, you know, that's that's it. But, like, I don't know if it's that or it's like, oh, my God, they failed. And that's why he's crying. Like, and either way, it's, it's such a great moment to end the show on, I think. Um... And I think, too, it's, like, there's definitely a line in there that wouldn't have been in there if COVID didn't happen, where she says, uh, what is that the song, uh, Goth Possessing Detective Song says, um, like, um, 
was it like people were too concerned about you know minor inconveniences taking over their personal liberties and it's like yeah well you know okay that's where we are now all right fine whatever um but it's good it's a, it, it was a great show I I was not expecting to like this show as much as I did considering that I didn't quite latch onto the character Peacemaker in in the Suicide Squad. He was not the character that I was like, oh my god, this movie is great because this character is doing what he does and doing what he does so well. It, for me, it was, I would have preferred to see a Polka Dot Man show. I would have preferred to see a, um, what was the other one? Um, uh, a, uh, a, a Bloodsport show. Um, Rat Catcher 2 would have been cool. Um, like, any of those, to me at least, would have been cool, but... I, and I was like, Peacemaker, I don't like Peacemaker. And it's like, like I, 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 I'm not a big fan of the character. Um, but they really, you know, did a good job here. Um, and the fact that Batman and Cyborg didn't show up at the finale is not indicative. Well, I mean, I think it is indicative of the fact that Ray Fisher is on the outs at Warner Brothers. Um, because he is still getting work at ABC and at, and, and at Netflix. Because uh, he's currently on the show, I think it's called Women of the Movement a dramatization of the um, the the mother of Emmett Till in her life. He plays Emmett Till's stepfather, I think. Um, but he's on there, and he's also going to be in Rebel Moon for Zack Snyder on Netflix. Um, and I think that's an interesting kind of proposition that, like, he didn't come back, which, you know, makes sense, but the Batman not making an appearance to is because this could be a... Well, I mean, it's probably not a post-Flashpoint world because I think Barry's in his old suit. So really, they could have had Ben Affleck come back. Um, but I, I like the idea of just, you know, putting the... See, I think it was more about them not using Batman it was more about let's not rile the base any more than we need to. Um, because that's the thing. If they put Affleck's Batman in the movie and Affleck's in the show in, the, in that final in that scene with the Justice League, it was Affleck's bat suit and his body type in that in, you know in that scene, then it would be very apparent that it's like, oh, you're just doing this here for this, and it's like, oh, is Affleck coming back? Is this gonna happen? So it's like, rather than do that, it's like we're not gonna have him at all. And then the idea that you know, if it's Keaton people are going to be upset because it's like, well, then it's not the Just League as I know it. I haven't seen the movie to establish this. Plus, Flashpoint hasn't happened yet to reestablish all of that. And I think we're still approaching Flashpoint because Flashpoint is, I will maintain, C.W. Barry's fault. And you've heard me talk about this before, and I still believe that is the case. Um, very worth your time to watch Peacemaker. It is, it is a great show. Probably my favorite comedy um, that's not a network sitcom. Oh, no, even of network sitcoms. I would say it's funnier than Ghosts. I do love Ghosts. Um, but it's like, it, it is very good and very interesting and very fun to watch. Um, so definitely check it out. You can check it out on HBO Max. Um, so yeah. So I think I'm going to marathon. I'm going to look at how long it is. I'm either going to watch Downfall tonight or I'm going to watch Downfall, the, the, not the movie about Hitler. Downfall, the documentary about Boeing, uh, and the Max 737 crashes, um, 
If not that, I will be watching, um, what's it called? Um, the Cuphead show, depending on how long it is. But I'm not 100%, because the Cuphead, I did love Cuphead. Um, so we'll see. So until then, have a great rest of your week. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.